Welcome to an incomplete guide to world domination, a podcast by creators for creators, because together we can take over the world. I'm your host, Brianna Toiber. My name is Hannah, and I am the DM on the podcast Guildfellows, where we do a homebrew uh, D&D 5e adventure. And yeah. Uh, and my name is Rob. Um, I am a player character in said D&D adventure podcast. I'm one of three, um, and the uh, the other two um, are not with us today, <laughs> um, but they're fantastic as well. So that that'd be quite the editing feat. I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> Understandable, yeah. I'll speak for them, which they love when I do. So, <laughs> so how did you guys get started doing this, or just this as in D and D? Well. As anyone who has listened to the podcast will know, I am not super experienced in D&D myself. I had only played two or three times before actually starting the podcast, and both were uh, one-shots. And the the real story behind me wanting to start the, the podcast was I finished the Adventure Zone Balance, and I was like, wow, I want to do that. That was really fun. And um, the four of us all attended the same university, the University of Tulsa. And Rob and I were members of the uh, TU Media Lab, which had just opened a podcast studio. So basically, I kind of told myself, like, you know, I really want to do this. And the only thing that's stopping me is me. So I just kind of I contacted everyone because I thought uh, they would be a good fit. And we yeah, we just got started. I like the way you think that the kind of how (laughs) I did with this is like, I want to do this, except for it's more of, I have a microphone, and I have Audacity, I don't have a recording studio, I just record in my room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's what I do now. I'm literally sitting in my bedroom next to a large curtain. <laughs> yeah, and I'm in a closet, so I, I definitely understand the feeling. We've definitely upgraded. <laughs> well, I I downgraded. Um, the podcast studio that she was referring to is actually a, a passion project that I and one of our, um, what would you call Stephen? I mean, like one of our adult helpers, <laughs> a slightly adultier yeah. adult, a man that go that went to Tulsa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He had like yeah, a job and everything. Like, he's like a, a a college student plus. He's like <laughs> if you. He's like, if you downloaded an app that was college student and then bought the premium version, he would be that. <laughs> um, and so like he mostly did all the- Love that description. I like this person. <laughs> I don't even know him. <laughs> um, and he's, yeah, he's a beautiful person that is a tech wizard. And so he helped us like get the equipment and like build a like soundproof studio out of an old um, ticket booth that wasn't used anymore for a theater on campus. And I started doing my podcasting stuff there. And um, that's a whole other story um, of my like other side gig podcast and stuff. Definitely, definitely going to have you back for that. For sure. You are, you are now committed to this. Yeah. Well, that I need to do more with it is the thing that's kind of, there's been a large, very large thumbtack put into that project because a lot of things, like basically the long and short of it is that it was a politics podcast that was premised around talking about political issues in a nonpartisan way. And then the world incredibly partisan and like a night. And so that became a lot harder to do. And I've been kind of in the stasis of like, 
how do I talk about anything without taking a very controversial stance on it and like still feeling good about it? And so it that yeah. is a thing for another state. But anyway, I was like the first person to use that studio and then trained a bunch of people how to use it and then <laughs> yeah. learned how to use it. And then we made this awesome podcast, which is way more fun <laughs> to talk about than politics. Yeah, that's, oh, that's gotta be rough. I'm, that's why I'm like, I stick to nerdy things that are not political and I'm just done yeah, no thanks. politics because that's messy. Yeah. Well, at least not in a very public place. I will talk to friends about <laughs> it, but that's because we don't bite each other's head off if we don't agree. Well, I find politics really interesting. Like I study political science, um, but I mean, just part of the problem is that it's a little bit like doing your day job at home and just nobody wants to to do the same thing over and over again. So like it was hard to keep the passion for it going. Like if I had like through like four politics classes a week. And then I also in my free time, I'm trying to write and like talk about politics for like a long form podcast. It just gets exhausting and I feel my soul slowly leaking out of my eyeballs. And that's not <laughs> a pleasant feeling. So it really isn't. I know that yeah. feeling. Yeah. So I work in retail. <laughs> so how long have you guys been doing the Guild Fellows? So our first episode, we actually started in like March, sometime in the middle of March. Um, I I think I like had everyone meet each other, um, like at the at the be- either the end of February or the beginning of March, and then I took our spring break, like that whole week, to write the first couple episodes, and then we started recording after we came back from that. Ever since then, we started doing weekly episodes, but just recently we've started moving to bi-weekly episodes. So yeah, we have about 22, 21, 22 episodes out, and we've been doing it since uh, March of this year. Oh, so it's pretty new, but sounds like you're doing pretty well. Yeah, we're like super surprised by how how much, like how popular we've gotten in, in the past couple months. Like we... We made a uh, an Instagram account and a Twitter account, and that's when we kind of like popped off. We we really didn't think anyone was gonna start listening to us. We just kind of did it for fun. We didn't like think we were gonna get up to the scale, and yeah, now we have over two thousand listens at this point, which is just kind of insane. I I can't even imagine that, but yeah, I just out of curiosity, I was like, how many downloads has my podcast gotten? One of my has gotten seven in one day. That's the most in one day that I've gotten. It's more total. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, hey. You, you, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> uh, my advice is leverage your friends and family because they will listen to it regardless if you ask them enough times. And then. Yeah. 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 That's absolutely true. <laughs> oh, no. Absolutely. Like, I. Well, mom and I share an iTunes account, so of course she's subscribed because I'm subscribed, but I need to do it on my grandmother's. I'm like, I don't even care if you listen. You can just open it and fast forward it to the end. Just you're subscribing to this. <laughs> it's easier for us since we have, uh, there's four of us and there's only one of you. So it's, uh, there. there's an exponential amount of family and friends that we, we can uh, bug to listen. So yeah i need to start bugging my family too but yeah it's been a lot of fun doing this all by myself 
<laughs> yeah. But I'm also in the process of working on a role-playing podcast with some friend of mine. I think we're going to use Starfinder as the basis just because we're a bunch of female space pirates. Oh, but, that sounds awesome. Yeah. I also have... Pirates is a great role-playing opportunity. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out exactly how that's going to work. Um, but what, like, what have been some of the challenges for you guys trying to figure this out and get this going, both technically and DMing and all of that? So basically our first hurdle that we had to overcome was uh, me graduating. I, I really didn't know if we were going to continue after I graduated. Um, because again, we started in March and I graduated in May and I, um, you know, I didn't know if we were going to lose interest or we um, were going to try to keep going. I didn't really know where I was headed after graduation at that point. Um, but we, you know, we kept interest. We loved doing it. So I bought um, an external microphone so I could record remotely and we've kept it going. But um, yeah, recently we've had a little bit of trouble since now uh we're all kind of in different places like rob currently is in germany which is why we're recording at kind of a weird time it works for me i'm my sundays are chill so <laughs> no yeah that's good um and i currently have just started um a full-time job out in los angeles and i'm also Ooh. taking part-time classes on top of that so we just kind of um, have started slowing down. That's why we started going to the bi-weekly uh, episodes instead of weekly, because I think we would all die if we, if we kept trying to do weekly episodes. But uh, yeah. I mean, the bi-monthly? Or yeah, like every other week is is our schedule. So um, I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I call it bi-weekly and the people are like, you mean you do two weeks? I'm like, no, 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 I do it every other week. No, yeah. If we did, I think we would like spontaneously combust if we did it twice a week i don't think we'd survive that <laughs> no that's gonna be a hard pass for your boy in germany <laughs> yeah so um that, that gives me a headache to think about <laughs> that's where we're at with everything right now but um we're handling it and it's it's going pretty well i'm i'm really happy with the last couple episodes we've released and uh yeah i'll let rob talk now um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so from like a content standpoint, the challenges have been interesting. Um, not, I think none of us really expected this to become like a big thing. And so like we like, had very little like responsibility in terms of like how we like did our show basically in the first few episodes because like we just like had no no listeners. And so now that we have like episodes with like several hundred plays, like our attitude towards like how to generate content on mic has changed dramatically. Um, and so like we've had to like do a lot more behind the scenes work with like developing who our characters like actually are, like who are these people that we talk as for an hour each week and like how do they interact with each other and like thinking more critically about our choices and kind of getting into the role play has been like the biggest thing that we've had to work on um and it's kind it's of challenging that's for sure yeah it's not easy i mean because you kind of like roll a character at the beginning and then have no idea what you just created you know and it's also interesting because i had known han kind of through tutv and kind of just like running in the same like circle of like people but we hadn't spent like any like 
actual time like together talking yeah. or like planning or like hanging out or anything like that and same for the other members of the crew like i didn't know that like um them at all and so basically like what happened is that we became friends through D. &D. so the character the, the chemistry between our characters and the chemistry between us as like people like developed like at the same time like an hour a week basically and then through group me and so like there's a, like a noticeable kind of trend in our episodes where we get like a lot more comfortable talking with each other like in character and like cracking jokes that like feel organic that like are in role play as opposed to like chatting outside of our characters and like making quips and then like diving back in so it's just been like a, a different change in like style and how we do things yeah, it's actually one of the things I love about D&D &D is just sort of how you forge relationships with people, even though you aren't, even though you are acting as characters, you still like start to bond with people. And it's not always the same way as the way your character is bonding with their character, but you get to be friends with people and you get to really know them and you get comfortable letting your character be vulnerable. And I think in a way, it's like you being vulnerable too because you put part of yourself into your character whether you realize it or not yeah definitely i i, I have a co-worker who hates gnomes so she always puts <laughs> that in her um in her D, D characters and her current character is not just does not like gnomes is she is a druid who is like incredibly racist towards gnomes Oh my oh, gosh. Wow. Which has proved interesting now that we're being helped by a group of gnomes and trying to not piss off their god. She <laughs> might need a new character soon. <laughs> yeah, she might not like our podcast because 25% of our cast is uh, is a gnome, so. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, last session was really fun. She was silenced most of the time, but she could still talk through this telepathy stone that our war forged has the other one too so he's been getting to listen to her rant about kill all the gnomes for a while i just hope that doesn't wear on him in any way because that will oh go poorly gosh. so what are some like interesting unexpected surprises that have come out of this well most of all probably the biggest surprise is you know how popular we've gotten we've like we've already said that talked about it a little bit but Again, we really started this um, this podcast thinking that nobody was going to listen to it. We were just doing it for fun. And uh, now we have, you know, a semi-large social media following. And I'm not like, we're not even that popular. Like, there are definitely more podcasts out there that are way bigger than ours. But, like, for us, it's 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 huge. Because we didn't think that, you know, our, our episodes were going to be listened to over 2,000 times. Which is wild and you know just kind of learning and growing with that as as it's uh, been going along and kind of realizing that this is something that I really love doing and since it's my first time being exposed to it kind of it's it's become a really big passion of mine and I um yeah I guess that was kind of a surprise but yeah Rob kind of addicting isn't it yeah no it really is it's like I'll be working on it like before class after I've gotten off work I'll be like writing up the next episode and like you know it's it's addicting it's really fun yeah and it's like a cult following too which is weird but it's like minus the cult <laughs> fanaticism like because <laughs> by looking at our numbers we know that there is 
like somewhere between what would you say like 60 to 70 people that listen to like every single episode and like listen right when it comes out and then other people yeah. kind of filter in and out but it's it's weird because we don't necessarily see that engagement like on twitter and instagram and so but like we see like based on like the metrics of our episodes like there's people that like have to be like really into our show yeah there's like ghost listeners that we that we really want to meet and talk to but they're yeah we just don't see that same that same engagement on our social medias and i like i shout out during our mid-roll episodes or our mid-roll segments every episode like come talk to us on twitter come talk to us on instagram we want to talk to you um and i've i've just recently discovered that our our uh podcast has been distributed to like really small websites that i've never heard of and that aren't listed on anchor and i like we get listens on those on those uh, websites and we get a large um, amount of our plays through those small websites that I've never heard of. And so that's just really wild. It's like, you're just looking through, you know, a random Google search or whatever. And you're like, Oh, we've gotten a couple likes on our episode on this random website that I've never heard of. So that's also kind of wild. <laughs> I actually didn't know that. That's kind of crazy. I wonder if those are like D and D specific forums or something like that, but that's kind of nuts. I didn't actually had no idea that was happening. Yeah. It's, it's very cool. I forgot that anchor does that. There's actually, I looked at publishing through anchor, but I decided to go with Libsyn instead. Cause like, yes, it does cost mo- cost money, but you get to pick where your stuff goes. Oh, yeah? Because I just was not thrilled about the thought of someone else um, deciding where they were going to put my stuff. And, like, right. they could, like, take it down, put it back up. And I'm like, no, I want to know where my stuff is going and I don't want you touching it. Yeah, no, that, that makes total sense. I totally get that. But yeah. then again, like, I did start, like, I started this as... It was something that, like, I wanted to know was passionate about, but it's also, like, I wanted to build it into something. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes so total I sense. I still get excited when I'm, like, ooh, I got eight downloads in a day. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, um, yeah, that, that like, that feeling whenever you, like, you're, you see your numbers going up is it's like it's unlike anything else it's it's really cool i had that feeling when we released um a one-off that we did as like a drunk cast that was called guild fellows old gods and it was like a two-hour episode that we put out in the middle of nowhere and we had gotten like a couple consistent plays but i think now that episode is our second or third highest behind our like first yeah it's it's been yeah, it's our it's our second most popular episode um out of all of them with over with almost 150 plays. Um and that that was a um that was an episode that Rob DM'd and that was one where I was a player. And yeah, it was it, it's not a 2-hour episode. It's a 3 and a half hour episode. <laughs> yeah, and um yeah, yeah. We, this was like after graduation and I wanted to like go back to Tulsa to, to um, record with everyone else like one last time before I moved and we just got drunk and we had fun and it was, it was a great time. And now for some reason, it's one of our more popular episodes. I love that. I love that so much. It, <laughs> at first I didn't under like understand really why, but it was like, it, I think in hindsight, it was this perfect storm 
of like it is like kind of the perfect rainy night podcast where like if you truly have nothing to do for three and a half hours (laughs) like it is like first of all knowing that it was going to be a drunk cast and i don't know why i did this but knowing that they were going to be sloppy and drunk i decided you know what i'll write 20 pages worth of scenarios and world building (laughs) for this one-off that'll have no consequence to the future of our podcast and so i guess the combination of it being so long and then like meticulously written and then all of that writing falling apart kind of in this whirlwind of like drunkenness i guess just produced this right combo of like humor and like engagement that can keep people for three and a half hours that's the crazy thing too there's so many people that listened to like all three and a half hours there must be because like i think there's a certain percentage you have to listen through to like get the view to count like you can't just listen for a minute and then log off and it'll count so like so many people listen to the whole three and a half hours of our drunk rambling and i can't believe yeah, it. yeah it's crazy i would listen to three and a half hours of, dr- of drunk dnd rambling that's like that's the best oh yeah yeah go listen to it well, go <laughs> listen to it what are you doing i i will you can um you can tell it apart pretty easily there's no episode number next to it and it also has uh different cover art i inverted our logo (laughs) the colors to make it stand out nice so did you do all the graphic design for it yeah so i um i'm starting to kind of not like our logo because of how simple it is i literally just kind of threw it together in canva one day um because (laughs) i love canva all of my art for all of my podcasts is done through canva and it's great yeah so um yeah, I just kind of threw it together in Canva, and I really liked it at first, but now seeing, like, a bunch of other people's, like, really intricate, like, logos and, uh, you know, like, heartfelt uh, art that they're putting into into their uh, into their brands, I think <laughs> I think we might change it up in the, sometime in the future. Um, probably keep, like, the same, um, you know, like, swords crossing and... Uh, big bold font but uh i might hire an artist to make a new one for me i know a few <laughs> awesome send me their links i will yeah like one of the i have a person i went to college with and she's a person i would go to for graphics work that i can't do in canva and i have another friend i went to college with who does music and he's the guy i get to do the music for my podcast because he's really stinking oh, no, good yeah. at it like he actually just dropped a music video that he and another friend worked on where he did the music and the other friend did the video and i'm mildly obsessed with how good it is (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's really cool actually um amelia one of our one of our other players she um does a little bit of our graphic design she designed um the guild of the three heroines logo which is um the guild in guild fellows the guild of three heroines Mm -hmm. um and those those logos both slap. We sell merch with with both of them on it. It's like a diamond shape, and uh, she has like an art degree or something. So, so she does some of our artistic stuff. It's always good to have artsy friends. No, yeah, definitely. <laughs> She's been a huge asset to us. So, what do your friends and family think about this? Like, what did they think in the beginning? What do they think now? At the beginning, it you know it was mostly just um. A hobby and it still pretty much is a hobby for for us and so of course I don't think any parents would be 
you know, upset over a, over a fun hobby, unless it was like impeding on your like grades or like work or anything like that. But, um, both of my parents have bought shirts from our, from our merch store and, uh, they, they always ask me about it whenever I talk to them on the phone. So yeah, they're, they're really supportive of it. I don't know how much they've actually listened to because I don't think they're, they would be into what we're doing, but yeah, they're, they're supportive. My parents might listen to this one. I doubt they'll listen to Tales of Adventure, although they are starting <laughs> to come to terms with the fact that I like D&D and that's okay. Been three different campaigns. So it's... <laughs> yeah, my family is more or less... Like, my dad keeps saying he'll to it, but I don't, I don't think he's going to get around to it. But they're very supportive. They think it's cool. I don't think they fully get it. I mean, my dad kind of gets it because he listens to, like, a lot of um, podcasts, but I don't think he is super into D&D. And then, like, my friends are supportive but also don't i don't think listen a whole bunch um i don't know i think it's it's always awkward to like listen and review someone that you know and loves work like because you don't like you're kind of like in a weird place or like i would want my friends to give me criticism but would also feel very bad if like honestly if they like were like oh like your podcast kind of not good i know they wouldn't say it but like i don't think they want to be put in that situation. So I think they just politely say they'll listen to it and then save us the conversation about it, I think. But whenever I tell them about like our, our metrics and stuff like that, they're like, they think it's really cool, but they'll probably bandwagon on at some point when we hit like a crazy number of <laughs> listens or something like that. Once I'm bankrolling their education with all this, all this ad money that we're getting at, at a cent at a time, they'll come around. And when people start mentioning Guildfellows in the same breath as like Critical Role, <laughs> I'm gonna we're gonna wish it into existence. <laughs> oh my gosh, that that'll never happen. But you know we can dream. But <laughs> no, but to piggyback off of uh, what Rob was talking about, my friends actually uh, a lot of my friends from high school have been listening to it, and I, I feel super lucky because they're loving it, and they're they're telling me that they're really liking it. A few of my friends have bought shirts from us, and uh, one of my friends who I was talking to, who listens every week and is a huge fan, he <clears throat> he was telling me a couple weeks ago about how he was having a rough summer, and he you know liked having our podcast as something he could look forward to every week to to have a laugh and have like an hour of fun so that was really cool to hear to hear about from him i can imagine so at what point did you guys start making merch oh man when did we first a couple months ago at least yeah pretty early on in the process yeah, probably it's it was pretty easy to do so we just kind of opened a merch store and we're like, all right, we'll see where this yeah, goes. Yeah, it was like the the website that we use is called uh, Teespring and you can literally just do everything for free. And it's uh, it's really awesome. And we probably released merch earlier than we should have. But, um, you know, we've sold some stuff. It can't hurt, can it? Got to dream big. No, I, I guess it can't. But um, yeah, it's, it's super easy. I would highly recommend it. Um, you can... Uh, their tools are really easy to to make your own um, stuff that you want to sell, and um, yeah, it's it's free, and you get it's literally just like free profit, basically. <laughs> I'll have to keep that in mind. What are some other useful tools you've come across in all of this? 
the word processor. The word processor? Be, be, being able to write shit down has been really helpful. <laughs> yeah. Um... I don't know. I don't handle a lot of administrative stuff, so I just I'm just trying to chime in every once in a while. <laughs> no, so um, I really love Anchor. We we currently have a a sponsorship ad with them, and it kind of, it sounds fake, but I I really love Anchor. It's it's easy to use and it's free, and it literally just does all the work for me. <laughs> um, so it's it, it like keeps track of all of your plays and like where everyone is listening and how they're listening. And um, it's it literally just makes my life so much easier. So I love Anchor. I would highly recommend it. Um, Audacity is good for what I need it for, but it's not the best for what I need it for. I use Audacity as well. And do you ever kind of start feeling like you're getting a de- sort of like having double vision? And it's like your brain disconnects. You don't know what you're looking at when you're trying to edit stuff. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, Audacity is kind of strange. Audacity is also very fickle, I've found. Like, sometimes it just decides that it does not want to with you, and you're just going to have to try again later or deal with it. Don't yeah, know why like, it does that. like today. But... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I was trying to record my local audio, but it decided that it wasn't going to record my microphone for some reason. So, you know, all hail the Audacity gods, I guess. Yeah, sometimes it'll just erase my audio. So I've started, like, I back up everything. I export it to an MP3, like, immediately. That's probably like, I don't smart. trust you. Yeah, but if you have a little bit of a budget, I recommend using Adobe Audition because it's much easier to use and add in effects. And, like, it's a little bit more complicated to, like, look at, I guess. Like, it's not as intuitive to see what you have to do. But, like, I spent maybe 20 minutes on YouTube tutorials and I figured it out very quickly. Um, and it's just way easier for editing, and I think it produces a better quality content. But it is expensive, so yeah, way. fuck Adobe. <laughs> yeah, they don't make it. I've I've heard from some because I have a lot of I'm part of a couple of discords with people who do audio dramas and audio fiction. Mm-hmm. So I've heard a lot of them recommend Reaper because you can get mm-hmm. a free trial, and the trial never technically ends. It oh. just keeps asking you to buy it. Okay, that's cool. We'll check it out. Just a nice little workaround, and I still haven't sat down to figure out how to use it yet. Just because, like, um, just recently got a second job managing two podcasts and working on my writing samples and stuff. So I'm like, what is sleep? Right. I'll be fine. I get it. I get it. Um, we've <laughs> talked a lot about like the administrative stuff with like how many podcasts are you? Do you have any interest in like? learning about like our content creation and like how we like go about doing that yeah, i'm always curious personally and also i part of why i'm making like this podcast is like i want to it's for people who want to create stuff so they can listen to other people who have created stuff or done stuff that they're passionate about and see how to do it cool and also realize you're not alone in wanting to do this and you can actually be successful doing this it's not easy but it's possible. It's definitely possible. Han, do you want to talk about like what, like your your basic like I don't want saying philosophy behind the podcast is maybe a little bit strong, but like what your your basic like idea was for like how you wanted to to structure the adventure. Yeah. So I again was super new to D and D. I still am super new to D and D. Whenever I I started the podcast, but I have recently come to uh, realize that I'm not great at ad libbing. 
So I try to write down everything that I can. I try to guess every situation that I can so I can have it prepared for like notes and stuff. And for, for people who are interested in seeing that, our Patreon now has, uh, if you do the $5 tier, I am releasing my DM notes for every uh, every month, for every episode. So if you want to see those, that's where they are. But um, yeah, so I just try to like, I, I'm kind of figuring out how to do this as it goes along. And I think I'm getting better at it, but I try to write down everything I can. And I am trying to teach myself how to be a little more go with the flow but i i knew starting the podcast i really wanted this to be like story based because again that's how the adventure zone was and i i really adored everything about that podcast so i i love uh, that podcast i'm listening to it currently and i'm i think i'm about halfway through the pedal to the metal arc oh my gosh you like it's so good it ramps up like after i think after pedals to the metal is when it gets really intense and you're going to spend all of your time listening to it because uh, that's what I did love binge listening to things <laughs> yeah so I I knew going uh starting out that I really wanted it to be um a story-based thing and I have been as I've been planning out the episodes and planning out each session I've kind of kept that in mind that it's kind of like half playing the game and then also half telling a story so that is yeah that's kind of my I guess philosophy when going about writing our episodes i don't know if that's what you're uh talking about rob but yeah oh, i hardly ever know what i'm talking about but that sounds that was a good answer <laughs> as long as it sounds like you know what you're talking about it's fine that's what i've learned <laughs> okay i hope i sound like that i guess like for I me mean, i can't speak for amelia or brennan who are their two members but when I first created my character, Juilliard, um, who, if you haven't listened to the podcast, is a dragonborn monk. Um, I, well, so we had this meeting and it was before we recorded our first podcast. And basically we were supposed to come in with character ideas and it worked out really well that our characters had backstories and traits that like worked well together. But in hindsight, I don't think like we should we should have workshopped like our characters and our stories a little bit better so that like we could have had a more coherent theme. But our theme is coherent, just purely by accident. Um <laughs> and which is kind of the best. I wouldn't change it at all. But when I yeah. first made my character, I like tried to find uh, an archetype, or I guess like an anti-archetype, like a character that people don't normally play. So like the obvious is like, you know, you're a, you know elf ranger or you're a human uh barbarian or, or you're an orc barbarian like a human swordsman or something like that you know things that are like or you know, a dwarf that has a big axe like things that most people associate with fiction and so i was like no one ever thinks about dragons being like you know zen and, and monk like they're mostly just kind of like these brutes that have like really high strength and decks and so I was like, I'm going to do that. And then about the time we hit level three, I think, we had to choose, like, our subdivisions within our classes. So, like, for people that don't know D&D really well, like, once you hit a certain level, your class becomes, like, a little bit more um, specialized. And so for monks, you basically have to choose, like, a monastic order. And I don't want to necessarily spoil anything, but I chose a monastic order that was like i thought was really cool and it is very cool 
but it made me have to change the way I played my character and like had to deal with the implications of like what that meant for him as a person. And so luckily my backstory allowed a lot of like facilitation of that creativity, but it was definitely kind of like an ad hoc, like, oh, Juilliard is now going to be this character and I need to make that happen. And so then it became a lot more work to try to like figure out who he was as a person, which is also very introspective to contemplate who your fictional self is. So, And I've personally found sometimes is you don't know how your character is going to react to a situation until they're in that situation. Like I yeah I have that a yeah, lot with absolutely. one of my characters i'm i have one that's she is a drow paladin who spent the first 200 years of her life serving a tyrant king as hunting down and executing dissidents until one day someone showed her oh, that wow. there was more to life than that and there was an attack on the compound she was at and she the the rebellion apparently like someone told them to like get her out of there and like so that she wakes up in a temple getting healing and she just basically gives them a day a different name when they ask her who she is and hmm. disappears and lets everyone think she's dead and joins a paladin order and gets a very large bounty on her head somehow. Hmm. <laughs> Wow, that's very. Intense. I like it. I like well, like yeah. well, like thought out, reasoned backstories. Um, uh, uh, one of our our co party members is great at that sort of thing, where she will just like go on and on about random things that her character experienced and stuff like that. And it's kind of ingenious because early on in the podcast, she established this precedent that she would write home to her family, and so she would go on these beautiful like adorable monologues about the things that she's experiencing and it like really brings her character to life and it really does it, but it's all like internally consistent which is kind of the amazing skill it's kind of she's kind of a savant at like totally like melding into her character which is named kitsa and she the name's just goes adorable she, that's just who yeah, she is as a person yeah she's so adorable <laughs> All of our characters put us. It's fun adding detail like that. Like with Arome, um, my drab paladin, she's very haunted by what she does. So whenever she's meditating at night, like she she twitches a lot because she's like she's having nightmares. And if something startles her, she immediately goes into a ta- attack huh. mode. But also, when people immediately don't trust her because everyone knows Joe with the military, she doesn't protest it huh. yeah wow she also really doesn't like fire i dig that no yeah. like yeah cool little details like that really make the story they're it's they're like they're little but they're important yeah they're they're super important um i'm gonna just throw up right now that th- this is gonna be some spoiler warning stuff because we're gonna I'm, I'm about to some like stuff that happens in our app so if you don't want to be spoiled Go listen to our full library of uh, episodes right now. Do it. I'm watching you. <laughs> I'm looking at your your iTunes accounts. Just go do it. I'm going to be upset if you don't. We'll um, know. We, we <laughs> we'll always know. know. Well, go ahead and spoil it. I'll go in the. I'll still listen to it. Just go ahead and spoil it. Yeah, that was a professional risk you took on. Yeah, so like we just recently are, are currently filming 
not filming, recording um, episodes that are basically memory episodes of our, our core trio of adventurers. Um, yeah, which is a super cool idea that I never, like, that, that hand came up with, I think, to, like, facilitate our backstories in a way that didn't detract from, like, you know, the, the what was going on in the moment. So, you know, it's, like, it's always annoying when, like, anime characters will stop mid-fight and give you their whole backstory. It's, like, before I fight this bad guy, I need to tell you about how I was abandoned and how my life sucked. And this is why I'm evil now. And then, like, you just, I like, hate okay. that trope. I hate it. Yeah, right. And so... <laughs> We wanted to find like a natural way to like incorporate that important information in a way that is it's like its own compelling narrative. And so one of the fun things for Juilliard was like turning this like, um, so like the original basis for the character was that he was a monk who was a former circus or not a monk. He was a dragonborn who's also a monk, but I need to get the order of operations right here. So he was a dragonborn that was a circus performer, a traveling troupe. And when he was about 18, the traveling like caravan was attacked by bandits and like everybody he knew was like slaughtered. And so he joined a monastery and became a monk essentially and then got like embroiled in the guild stuff. That's like a quick synopsis. If you want to hear the full story, you should go listen to it. Um, but uh, yeah, it was like a weird transition, like because I started it with the premise that this is a goofy like charismatic performing type character because of his history and then once i had to reconcile with like how his history actually plays out um he's become a lot more like somber and a bit more complex and so like it kind of forced me and i think forcing the others um, whose stories i've intentionally not exposed myself to yet because i i don't want to be spoiled for them um you want it to be a surprise Exactly. And I kind of want to like hear the story from their character's lips, I guess, like, because I don't want to just read it and then grip me and be like, oh, that's cool. I want to, I want to like legitimately learn Kitsa and Dartle, the podcast, and like hear how they like have experienced life before Juilliard met them. So I love that concept. That's, I love it. I came up with the idea of um, the memory episodes mainly because, um, uh, Rob is in Germany right now, so we could do something that we where we recorded one on one instead of all four of us together because that was going to be impossible. But I, I think this is Yay time zone. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I think this is. I think it ended up being in a natural spot in uh, in the order of events in the story, which I which I really like. And um, our first one has was released on Wednesday, and I think it turned out super well. And Amelia and I are going to be recording the next one uh, today, so hopefully that will come out. I mean, it will come out uh, a week and a half from now. And Rob, I think you're, I think you're gonna like it. I have, I have some good stuff cooked up. I'm excited for it. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I haven't even oh, listened yeah. yet. I'm like, I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. I'm here for the story, the characters, all the shenanigans. It's the reason I created a podcast where I interview people's characters is because I want all of it. There, there are definitely some shenanigans. Our, our podcast is a good mix of like legit like storytelling with like a, like a wide complex range of like and character growth with just us doing stupid things and telling jokes 
I would say the beginning of our podcast is like third wall breaking, where like, which kind of makes sense because we had to spend some time kind of getting like to know each other, and we didn't really well thought out ideas of like what this all was like meant to be. Um, and so like, there's a you get a lot more of our like personalities as people in the first oh like six episodes, and then once we start getting into like some more serious things. And like coming up against some more like realistic challenges, not realistic, but just like, um, like dire circumstances, like more, more intense. Yeah, 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 more like story driven. Yeah, and as our content quality increases, so does our audio quality. Our first, uh, probably four or five episodes are really quiet, and that was just me not knowing how to edit audio. But for those of you who are going to truck your way through it. It gets better, I promise. Yeah, I guess it's just one of those, turn it up and be prepared to turn it down after a certain point. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be your kind of own audio mixer with the early ones. Audio editing's hard to get used to, especially if you're editing for multiple channels. Like, I've only done the dual channel so far, so this will be my first practice at more. Oh, yeah. Glad we're giving you a challenge. Yeah, I'm like, it'll be a nice preparation for when I start my own thing with my friends. You ever get have that thing happen where you have so many creative projects that you want to do, so you, you just overload yourself and you just sit there like, I have two interview podcasts yep. and two role play <laughs> podcasts that I have to edit on top of my day job and just people give me more money so I can just do this. <laughs> yeah, that's me right now. That's absolutely yeah. me right now. I totally understand <laughs> that feeling. <laughs> So what is your day job? I'm curious. So my day job is I'm a video editor for a uh, beauty content startup website. Um, oh, that sounds so yeah. kind of fun. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's a, it's an all-female um, workspace, which is really nice. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's been a cool experience working for a startup. I've worked for a couple startups in my time. It's, always, it's just great. It's and then I don't, I don't have a day job. My day job right now is learning, trying to survive, uh, you know, in a foreign land. Yeah, it's traveling around Germany. I actually had a strange interaction today. This is totally off topic. But um, it's like whenever I don't understand like what someone's like trying to explain to me in German, like they'll oftentimes switch to English just because like most of them know a good enough like amount of English where they can just communicate it both ways. Um, and so mm-hmm. I bought something today and the guy asked me like if I had a two euro coin, except he didn't say the word for coin. He just said like, do you have two small dollars basically like in German? And I was just so confused. And like, he like said it in English, like, do you have like a two euro coin? And then in German, I asked him what the word for that was for in German. And then in English, he said, I can't explain it, which is so confusing. Because I was just asking what the word for, like, what the word that he was, like, used before was. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's my day job, is trying to navigate the waters of, like, essentially being a six-year-old in Germany, or, like, with the, with the language comprehension of a six-year-old trying to understand what's going on around me. So, <laughs> it's fun. It's a good time. That sounds very fun. It's stressful, too. You, can, you, you lose a lot of your, like, personal inhibitions and like mores at looking silly when like there's just it's just unavoidable you know like at one time a guy offered me a fork when i was gonna take out and i for fork and so he literally just held up a fork and said the word gobble like which is the word for fork at me and then shook it and i was like oh yeah i need one of those 
Yeah. But I won't forget that word ever again. But it's just how oh you learn. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dang, now I kind of want like a little audio drama, like something serious, following someone around a, like, a country where they don't speak most of the language and just have it just be entirely interactions like that. Yeah, I mean, Germany is a much kinder country in that aspect. Like most people speak um, a, a little bit of English. And I found that if you try to speak their language and like you explain that you're like trying to learn that they're much more patient with you um, more often than not. And so like you do have wholesome reactions. Like the time that I forgot what the word for explained afterwards, I was a student and it was like um, I was getting donor, which is like a Middle Eastern like German fusion thing. It's like lamb um, meat and like a flatbread with like a bunch of like vegetables and super delicious. Um, but it's like a predominantly like Turkish thing. And so like, I like after I explained that these like two like very burly looking Turkish men just like dissolved into like adoration and praise like, oh my God, it's so cool that you're learning. Like you just got to speak more. You totally got this. And I was like, this is weirdly wholesome. I'm just trying to eat fast food but i really appreciate this <laughs> yeah so that's that's adorable yeah it was very sweet i also play basketball with a lot of germans and the basketball court is like right outside this really pretty church and so it's just like a beautiful thing but the germans there like like teach us like curse words in german and then like become friends with them and then we play basketball and it's cool it's a good time that does sound like a good time Probably a better time than visiting certain parts of America. Yeah, I mean it's fun traveling around America too. It's uh I don't know. It's just it's just different. It's like there's nothing that can replace like being in a like foreign environment. And like German like especially West Germany is not that foreign. Like it's the same basic idea as America. It's just way it's just like I wouldn't say it's better, it's just like better executed. Like the Germans have their shit locked down. Like, the trains are never late. The streets are very clean. Everybody here recycled. Everybody here rides bikes. It's just, like, slightly different. But, yeah, it's, like, it's it won't replace America. America is always special in terms of, like, how it feels like home. I mean, I feel like moving to Los Angeles has been, like, moving to a foreign country. <laughs> Being from the Midwest. <laughs> oh, I no, can imagine. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> Do you not like it? Don't Don't move here. <laughs> it's just, like everything's expensive and people are rude and it's very different from the midwest yeah i've i've heard that people in california are not the nicest they really aren't like i've been run into multiple times by adults and children and they'll just keep walking they won't say oh sorry or i didn't see you or whatever they'll just literally they'll slam right into you and then keep walking that's happened to me more than once yeah, I find weird. California to be a little bit overrated. I mean, I like it. I like it because they believe in good things. I also have a personal beef with San Francisco because their city makes no sense. I haven't been there, so I, I wouldn't know. It is the weirdest. It's all everything's built on a hill. Everything's uphill, which doesn't make sense. California is hill, only hills. No, <laughs> it is just all hills, and it, you can't walk anywhere because the hills and the public transportation only goes in two directions and like through like the direct middle of the city and the outside of the city. And so taking a train anywhere, it doesn't work. You have to take an Uber and it's just weird. I don't know. And it's really expensive and it smells like fish. I didn't know you felt so strongly about San Francisco. 
I didn't either until I visited. I I was not expecting that rant, but I think I'm going to leave it in there just because it's entertaining. Fair enough. So if you have any more questions about the podcast, yeah. I can talk about cities that I don't like. <laughs> Boston, never been there, but don't like Boston. Your basketball team's trash. Boston's boring. Yeah. Oh, that's all I gotta say. We're way off topic. Yeah. <laughs> that happens a lot. I get, I, I get used to it. That's what editing is for. Oh yeah, definitely. All right. So I guess, um, do you have any advice for someone looking to start a podcast like yours, or something you wish someone had told you in the beginning? Um, my advice would definitely just be just do it. Um. You know, I, I've <laughs> I've praised Anchor already too much in this episode or in this uh, interview, but um, it they really do make it like you can record an, a podcast episode straight from your phone and it's a free app. And like you really like if if you want to make a podcast, if you want to make a and d podcast, you're the only one holding yourself back. Like you can do it. Yeah, it's it's um, it's hard at first to kind of get used to like a schedule. But once you get it down, it's it's really um it's really rewarding getting that schedules fun (laughs) yeah my advice for starting a podcast is so if you're if you're doing it with other people do it with people that you like yes (laughs) yes that's like the biggest thing make sure that your co-workers are people that you can actually work well with and that you jive with they don't necessarily need to be your best friends but and actually, maybe they shouldn't be your best friends. Like, I'm, I have, like, a deep and unique relationship with all three of my co-casters. That is, like, entirely unique because we do the podcast. And we're friends outside of it because of that. But the dynamic would not nearly have been as authentic had it been people that I already spent huge amounts of time with outside of it. Yeah, we, um, we kind of took a risk with that because... Um, Rob, you and Brennan kind of knew each other a little bit from like classes, and then like Brennan and Amelia kind of knew each other from like on housing staff. But you had never met Amelia. Amelia had never met you, and I all I knew all three of you just kind of tangentially, and it ended up being a a really great cast. So we got lucky. Well, and you, I think you also got a, a good pick of people. I mean, you knew all of us well. Yeah. This will probably be a good recipe, which is helpful. And then another piece of advice is um, whatever you're podcasting about, don't have it be something that you do all the time, I guess. Like have it be a hobby that becomes a job and don't turn your job into a hobby. Like I mentioned that like when I was talking about my pod, my, my politics podcast earlier, but you should do something that like you feel like you would want to do anyway once you get done with like whatever it is your day job. So, um, you know, like a lot of like video game streamers, like don't do anything related to video games. And that's because like video gaming is like a hobby and that has become like a job for them, but they do it because like at the fu- like fundamental level, they want to play games as like a way to relax and like peace. And the same thing is true with like really any sort of, um, like personality driven, like audio or video content. Um, you just have to be passionate about it and you can't let it become something that you dread doing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree with all of that. Real quick, where can people find you online? Okay, so uh, you can find Guildfellows at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the username Guildfellows, G-U-I-L-D-F-E-L-L-O-W-S. 
Dale Fellas, one word. Um, and then our our uh, our actual podcast site is anchor.fm slash guildfellows, or you can just go to guildfellows.com and it will take you right there. And uh, I guess for my personal stuff, my, my Twitter handle is at handband28, and my Instagram is at handband32. I do different numbers. Yeah, I just like, I took the first number that was available after handband, and for Twitter it was 28, and for Instagram it was 32. Okay, then. <laughs> My Instagram is not actually Robbie Steer, all over this and with underscores between. And I, right now, I just, I don't post anything Guildfellas related unless I have like specifically try to shout it out, but you can see cool pictures from Germany there and that's about it. So, no, if you're interested, give it a like, but it's up to you. Don't stalk me or anything. Don't, don't. I know that there's those at, there's those like uh-huh. you know sixty to seventy people out there that really <laughs> want to know what's going on in our steer's life, and they they'll get all the all their fill on my Instagram, I guess. So. Yeah, tweet me, stalk me, I don't care. Do it. <laughs> An incomplete guide to world domination is directed and produced by Brianna Twyber as part of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network. Music is by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. You can find more of his work at chesterstudios.net. If you would like to help support our show, you can find us at patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial. You can also leave a review on iTunes to make our show easier to find for those who need it. For more information on the other shows produced by Pseudonym Social, please check out our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com.